When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thank you so much to Decided Excellence for sponsoring this episode of the Crunch Catholic Podcast. Decided Excellence is a print media company that specializes in community and parish magazines, and they use local business sponsorships to bring the good news of Jesus Christ to uh, people in their homes, people in their communities. It's a really great model. If you don't know, Patrick actually works for Decided Excellence, so that's how we got set up with them. They really like what we're doing. They like what Patrick's doing. They threw us a couple bones. They're like, hey, why don't you guys uh, talk about us on the show um, and and we, we're happy to support them because we have Patrick working for them, obviously. So we want everyone to know about them. Uh, you've heard about the bulletin. It's old. It sucks. It's clip art. It's not very good. Decided Excellence creates high quality magazines that have relevant articles about relevant things for people's lives. They pull from people like Bishop Barron, Scott Hahn. I think they even have... Uh, what are some other ones? Relevant Radio, Primesoil.com, and more. They have really great sources for their content that they then provide in a beautiful package to people in parish communities or in uh, large cities where they're able to send them out to everybody and people read them and they actually get connected to their local parish. This is the parish model that they've rolled out super successful because someone gets a magazine in the mail. They say, Hey, what is this? This is a beautiful magazine. It's got not only things about the Catholic faith that I'm interested in, but it's also got things about my local community that I'm interested in. And I'm a guy and I got a family and I got kids and maybe I haven't been to mass in a while, but maybe now I'm going to go because I get this Decided Excellence magazine at my doorstep. This happens every single day with Decided Excellence. It's a great mission. It's a great ministry. It's a great business. And it really, really will help your parish. It can help your community. If you're someone who has leverage, maybe you're on a parish council, maybe you work for a parish, maybe you're in a diocese, and this is something you could see applying to a whole diocesan organization, go to decidedexcellence.com to learn more about their parish model and learn about their community models. Join the team, set up a call, reach out to Patrick. I mean, we're, he's happy to, to chat with you about all the things that they've got going on. Um, but there's tons and tons of advantages that I'm sure we'll get into over the coming weeks. Uh, we had an interview with Isaac uh, last week, who is from Decided Excellence, where he chatted a little bit about their program as well. So uh, go and watch that episode from last week. Uh, is the one about liturgy. And then uh, we're going to be sharing more and more about how great Decided Excellence is in the coming weeks. So go to decidedexcellence.com. Thank you so much for sponsoring the Crunch Catholic Podcast. Decided Excellence at decidedexcellence.com. You can go to decidedexcellence.com slash parish to find more information on the parish model. We'll see you in the episode. At Arizona State University, we offer a variety of programs online designed and taught by a renowned faculty to empower your success. That's why 87% of ASU online graduates stated they were promoted or received an increase in salary after earning their degree. Visit asuonline.asu.edu. Oh, gosh. That's funny. That's really funny. Do you like my Florida flag? I put it up yesterday. Yeah, it's pretty good. I have the Vatican flag hung up because I'm not a freaking colonialist. These colors don't run. But I do. (laughs) What? (laughs) What are you talking about? What is this show that we do? I don't don't understand. Do you want to just you want to go? Yeah, let's just go. Welcome to the Crunch. It's your boy Ethan, and I'm Patrick. And it's been a long day. Has it been? Has it been? We so, as you know, I'm a missionary at the University of Tulsa, home of the Golden Hurricane Rain Cane. 
Um, but I am also a graduate of Kansas State University, home of the Wildcats, Ema Baby, Rain, Rain, not Rain King, opposite of Rain King. Not Rain King. Not Rain King. Fire me and up, Hurricane. So every other day of the year, I'm a big Tulsa guy, like huge on Tulsa, like everything all about the, the cane, you know? Yeah, um, of course. The and But today is the one day a year that, well, maybe not one, I don't know. <laughs> K-State played Tulsa in basketball, and they were here. And so I went to the game uh, – bedecked in all of my uh k-state apparel so i've got just to just to give you a rundown i've got k-state socks on i'm wearing tights i've got purple shorts on wait wait wait, wait 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 they sell okay. k-state tights they're not k-state specific tights oh you just own tights i just i just own a pair of tights okay moving on for the for the cold winter days um oh i see yeah I or guess when I you want to, or when you just want to, you want to look at your legs without kind of being weird about it. It's like, oh. <laughs> anyway, um, there's a personal problem that I have. K State shorts, purple shorts. I've got my K State jersey on over my hoodie, the classic look. For those of you that you were at Seek 27, 20, SLS 2018, yeah. similar combo to what I wore on stage to dance during the breakdancing portion. You were robbed, by the way. I was robbed. And I've had multiple students here at Tulsa, and uh, I was at a focused recruitment weekend last weekend. People came up to me and they said, you're the guy that danced, right? I was like, yeah. You got robbed. I, like, <laughs> I can't believe that a year later people still remember that and are vouching for me. But I understand you know, it. We're, we're out here. But anyway, the game. So I went to the game, and I'm bedecked, right? And obviously, like, all of my boys – I've got a bunch of guys in, in Bible study from the fraternity and I go down and I, I stand with them and I'm like just hanging out and they're kind of like, whatever, Ethan went to K-State, haha, funny. And then I get up to like go get a drink and Matthew, my disciple says, hey, why don't you, you, you should stick around. And I said, oh, what for? And I like walk towards him Oh no, rookie as mistake. if to sit down and then all of them grab me, pin me to the ground and take off my jersey and my shorts. And I was just sitting there just in front of everybody. I can't believe you didn't see that coming. I well, I was just, I was just wanted to be their friend. I wanted to be accepted. I probably would have helped them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was, uh, it was brutal. And then I went over to sit with the soccer team. They did the same thing. <laughs> Ethan's like, my school spirit has gotten in the way of my mission. I must forsake I my home. Exactly. I've been <laughs> birds in the sky, foxes, but Ethan has nowhere to rest his school spirit. His school spirit. <laughs> Can you see K State from Tulsa? Because it's so flat. Are you, was that was that yeah. a flat Midwest <laughs> joke? Yeah. Wow, mm-hmm. that was yeah. really good. Thanks. Um, so, just wanted to let you know, I'm kind of in a vulnerable state right now, just because I've been undressed twice in the past uh, <laughs> four hours. So, uh, yeah, that's where I'm at. How are you doing? What's what's going on with you? Oh man, I was so cranky like all day today. Because you, what happened? Why did Bob Evans do that to you? I, I, I don't know. So like, <laughs> I Bob, hate, what are you I, doing? Bob, what this is supposed to be a family farm. What are you doing? Everybody, everybody, get on Twitter everybody, and tweet at Bob Evans and say hashtag Free Patrick. Hashtag Free Patrick. I. Oh man, the problem with serving is that they give you like a time you have to be there, and they freak out if you're not there right on time, and then they they tell as you, most jobs do. As mo- no, 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 you yeah. say that as if it's like a weird thing. No, no, I'm always I'm time. always on time. I'm always on time. Okay, but okay, they always make okay. a huge deal when you're like not like right on time or early, and then okay. um when they have like the time you can leave right, but you don't, you're not allowed to leave until you get cut, and what? then even when you're cut, if you still have tables, you're still not allowed to leave. What? Yeah, so that's how serving works. Everybody, tip your servers so much money that it makes you never want to go out to eat again, and the food service industry just goes bankrupt because that's what needs to happen. Tipping is stupid. It's the worst. I hate this system. I don't make money sometimes, and that doesn't Do you, make is up. It like a, is it a tip pool at Bob Evans? Oh, no. They were talking about doing a tip pool, and I was like, I'm – I'm putting all my cash in my shoe. Like, sorry, I didn't get tipped. Yeah. I mean, like, what are you going to do? <laughs> you know? Um, yeah, it just, it sucks because, like, people don't tip, and then people tip $2 or $1 on, like, a $40 check, and you're like, can you just mm. not tip me? I'd much rather you just not tip me. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah. And, and so it's, uh, it's 
it's a rough day. It was a rough day at, at the farm. But, you know, I, I do have fun serving why do you, sometimes. Why do you keep calling the Bob Evans that you work at the farm? Because... <laughs> Are you kill? Are you killing the pigs there, like in the back? <laughs> yeah, everything's farm fresh down at Bob. Farm Evans. fresh at Bob Evans. Have you ever been to free. a Bob Evans? Have you been to a Bob Evans? I've ne- I've been by a Bob Evans. I've never been inside of a Bob Evans. Okay, so Bob Evans is awesome. <laughs> after that, after that introduction, <laughs> exactly what I was expecting you to say. Bob Evans is a place where everyone is someone, where we treat, <laughs> where we treat strangers like friends and friends like family. And family like strangers again. Uh, Sometimes so- <laughs> you gotta go where everybody knows your name. Uh, but yeah, Bob Evans is like this farm-themed restaurant. It was like started it by really. Yeah, it's it, Bob Evans is an actual farmer who like started a restaurant in Rio Grande, Ohio. And uh, yeah, so like the the jingle is like Bob Evans down on the farm. And so I always make <laughs> jokes about like I always make jokes like, yep, it's it's a great day down on the farm, or like when I'm feeling particularly ironic at work. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, so I, I always extra make irony that. sprinkled into their their service. A little bit there. of extra. I, I'm so I I need I, I need to go to Ironyaholics Anonymous. Ironics yeah. Anonymous. You like go up to a table and say, "Welcome to Bob Evans. I'll be your farmer, Patrick. <laughs> I'll be your farmhand. Uh, what can we? Uh, what can hand. we slaughter? What can in the I? Back what can I rustle up for? What you? can I rustle up for you today? Huh? <laughs> if I was a World server, no matter. <laughs> Gets the wall. Oh. <laughs> oh man! If I was a server, no matter where I was, I would always say, "What can I rustle up for you?" <laughs> if I was at a Mexican restaurant, if I was in an Italian restaurant, if I was at McDonald's, like regard, it does not matter. If oh I'm ever a gosh. server, it'd be a hi. Welcome to Jose Peppers. What can I rustle up for you? <laughs> my my trainer always used to say, "What you cooking?" As if they were cooking the food. <laughs> It made them feel as if they were involved. They're in a the part process. of the process. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so, it's like, what my I, I've come up I've come up with a couple of a couple of like stock things that I throw at people, like jokes and stuff. For instance, when people uh-huh. order a coffee and a water, uh-huh. I'll ask them either if they want cream. If they want cream, like, I'm like, oh, you want cream? And they go, yeah, sure. And then I go, how about in the coffee? Implying that I was going to put cream in their water, and they love it every time. Do they really? Oh yeah, they always. They bad, always... <laughs> I got some bad news. They they're laughing to be nice. That's not true at all. The old is people, it... the old people that eat at Bob Evans well, die. They think it's so funny. Like they oh, haven't heard oh, the old yet. people that eat at Bob Evans, they literally die because they're so old, and we have to cart them out. Ooh. Is that what you're ooh, saying? Ooh, ooh, uh, yeah. What I'm saying is, this is all to point to the fact that. You work in a in a geriatric <laughs> institution. It's a halfway home between life and death, is what Bob Ooh. Evans is. Uh, it's so good. no, it's so funny because every time I have a conversation with a customer older than fifty, they talk uh-huh. about how Bob, oh, Bob Evans ain't how it used to be. I tell you what, I used to come here and you used to get a big slap of sausage for for nine cents. And <laughs> so and I'm like, yep, things are really changing here on the farm. <laughs> Farms, they are a change. You just can't keep up with the industrialization of the rest of the breakfast force. <laughs> like, how are we ever gonna? So, what I'm picturing in my mind is that these old these old folk go home and get on their Bob Evans fan page on Facebook, and they all just complain you to know each other. They're about not using they... a different social media network. Oh, absolutely. Um, well, I don't know what else they would use. Maybe there's like a Yelp page of like this. Bo- <laughs> they're this on Bob Yahoo Evan Answers. <laughs> has really gone downhill since 1973. <laughs> Oh gosh, that's so funny. It's funny to me that there are Bob Evans stands. Like that's that's so Yeah, funny. like there's there's opinions on Bob Evans. Yeah. Yeah, like <laughs> Oh man. Do you think do you think there'll ever be a great reunification between the Bob Evans and the Cracker Barrel fans? <laughs> no, I don't think so. I think we're all we're all one. Do you of think them. they'll ever they'll ever they're all join forces? I don't think they'll ever reconcile their differences. It's sad really. It is really sad. I remember oh, when they decided to change. They decided to change uh, their their bread. The bread is like the key thing at Bob Evans. They you always get like free okay. banana bread or biscuits or rolls or whatever. Yeah, they used to serve okay. them two at a time, and they started serving them one at a time. Oh my gosh, we almost mm-hmm. had a riot on our hands. Those old really? people were like, "You're cheating us out of our out of our bread," and I'm like, "Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. I'll get you as much bread as you want. Please don't kill me." <laughs> listen, listen, Richard. You can go to the store and get bread. Like we're not the you only place. Yourself. <laughs> you can get bread anywhere. You could bring bread in, 
if you wanted to. We, we, will we wouldn't not say stop anything. You. The restaurant we industry not... will do anything to keep your business. It's it's freaking insane. I mean, I've had customers be so rude to me, and I tell my manager, I'm like, hey, can we like tell them to stop being rude to us? And he's like, nope, because they might leave. They might not pay for their meal. And I'm like, you're kidding me. $15? Not even. It's a $9 meal. $9 is worth my dignity. That's rich. All right. Ugh. Yeah. You end up with people kind of like Will Ferrell at the end of Kicking and Screaming when he gets banned from that coffee shop because he is taking too many shots of espresso and like physically <laughs> assaulting people. And he's like, you need my business. And they're like, we don't. <laughs> we don't need your business. We really don't need your business. He's like, but I'm a card-carrying member. It's like, that's a card for a video store. I just watched Kicking and Street Screaming last <laughs> you did? night. I did. Um, they I just had this mo- weird they craving. make a modern version called Kicking and Streaming. <clears throat> Thank you all for listening. Please pray for us. We'll be praying for you. <laughs> I tried slurping, but I should not have tried slurping. That's a, Did you choke on your own your <laughs> whiskey? I did, on my whiskey. Mm. Don't try slurping alcohol. It may be Don't funny. try this at home, kids. It may be funny for the bit. It's not. Okay. I want to talk about how I hate Christmas songs. Is that really the, the topic you wanted to go on? I am week? so done with Christmas songs already. Not because it's early. Okay. Not because, oh, it's Advent, idiots. No, that's not why I'm done with Christmas songs. I'm done with Christmas songs because every Christmas song talks about it's it's not about christmas it's just about how what it's like in december in new york city that's what every christmas song is about have you heard silver bells that's all it's about it's like oh yeah people people rush in wearing snow coats singing <laughs> about new york city in the air there is well what you're describing is not a christmas what? song yeah it's not it's not not it's a, just a winter song ah. which is fine there are songs about summer is that true the summer of 69. It's a really nice song. Mm. Um, or there's songs about fall. Um, the Boys of Fall by like Kenny Chesney or something. It's about football players. Um, and there's certainly songs about springtime. Vivaldi. So I don't I, know why I didn't go with Vivaldi to the four seasons for all four of the seasons. I, <laughs> <laughs> I forgot that he had more than one. Um <laughs> There's songs just... about all the planets, uh, Earth, <laughs> uh, Gustav Holtz, Jupiter. Um, that was some classical music references. No, I'm just. I, I was in I was in Office Depot the other day, and as you, as you were, as I was, and printing out my thesis, and <laughs> and uh, there there was this song by Train called "Shake Up the Happiness." <laughs> If you've ever heard it before, no, it is an abomination before. and must be stopped. It is. Horrible. Can you can you sing? Can you um, sing a little bit of it for us? It, um, uh, I'll quote it. Um, come on, shake up uh-huh. the happiness. Shake up, okay. shake up the happiness. Come on, mm-hmm. shake up the happiness. It's okay. Christmas time. Oh yeah, I mean that seems pretty uh, innocuous. Uh, oh, sorry, sorry. Shake it up, wake it up, wake up the happiness. Shake up the happiness. It's Christmas time. Um, once upon a time in a town like this, a little girl made a great big wish to fill the world with happiness and be on Santa's magic list. Shake it up, shake up the happiness. Shake up the happiness. And I'm start. I'm, I'm just. I. I. It was just the most like mind numbing song, and I just felt so empty and sad when I listened to it. You know why? You know what I why? Mean? Why, oh, Patrick? No, you, no I'm, I'm asking if you. I'm asking if you sympathize. Oh, I just don't listen to any of it. I, sorry, I like I don't sympathize because I just tune it all out. Okay, all right. Like this is the thing: is everyone gets mad every year about Mary? Did you know? And I'm like, I've never heard that song, and if I have heard it, I don't remember hearing. I it. like Mary. Did you know? We're not going to talk about that. We don't need to talk about it. But it's like I, when I go into a store, I don't even register that there's Christmas music playing most of the time. No, because I, I, I don't. I don't go out of my way to listen to Christmas music. I don't. I don't participate in the seasonal, because like, it's Advent. I don't want to listen to Christmas music. It's Advent. It's different. It's a different time. I listen to Christmas music when it's Christmas time, but until then, I'm just doing the same thing 
that I normally do with a little bit of extra of fasting. <laughs> yeah, with a little bit of Advent. Like it's just that that's the thing, right? Well, I mean, I don't I don't I really I don't really care. I mean, that's just cuz I'm a Grinch, but Ad- Advent is a time for reflecting on the birth of Christ and the coming of Christ in the sense that we are waiting for the second coming of Christ. Uh-huh. And so I think that there's something to be said about reflecting on the incarnation. Well, never Advent. do that. So that's out the window. <laughs> no, because like I, I'm, I'm li- I listen to these these uh, these Christmas songs, right? They're on the radio all the time, and like they're all over mm-hmm. the place. And like, I'm not even talking about like sort of religious songs, mm-hmm. like "Mary Did You Know," the somewhat controversial Catholic Twitter song "Mary Did You Know." Right. Um, I like I listened I listened to "Winter Snow" by Audrey Assad, and I I made a I made a Spotify playlist called "Good Modern Christian Music Christmas Music," and I listened to it today on my like my way to to dinner and back and mm-hmm. i was like taken out of myself and like placed in the mystery of the incarnation and it was like a really it was a really good advent experience for me and i like want i want that to be the experience that we all have leading up to christmas i don't want right only 20 more shopping days until christmas i don't want that mm-hmm. to be mm-hmm. the deal you know because like we talked about this with Father Harrison a while ago, like, oh, well, we need an incarnational evangelization. That's what it's all about, you know? But, like, uh-huh. we don't really we don't really uh, understand the mystery and the majesty of the incarnation. So oh. it's going to be really hard to have an incarnational Dang. evangelization. Sorry, this is crazy that you're, like, talking about this stuff because this is what I wanted to talk about, too. Oh, um, let's go. It's about to be a great episode. I know it's huge. So, oh man, cause a, a lot of, we can, I mean, we can talk more about like music and secularism, but we could also talk that to death too, but it's just the, no, that was just a fun rant to get us in the mood to talk about this. Right. Oh, the incarnation. Oh yeah. baby. That's what's good. So this was a train. Uh, I'm shaking uh, everything. Oh, up right oh, now. shake up the happiness. It's shake it everybody up. <laughs> everybody, if you're sitting still right now, do a little shake. Do a little do shake. Shake, it up. shake, shake a little up the shake. happiness. Shake up that happiness. Um, <laughs> this is a workout podcast now. Um, so I had been reflecting a lot about. So I went to this recruitment weekend in Kansas City last weekend mm-hmm, mm-hmm. for Focus, and awesome weekend. Got to spend three days with a bunch of really solid guys. It was it was men only, which is great. Um, they're really solid. They were like, you, you, like you push them over and they wouldn't move. They were really, solid well, that's, guys. that's, you could knock those boys over with a pail of water. Um, <laughs> and so it was a bunch of applicants and then a bunch of missionaries who were all like my friends that I made at training and everything. Um, and one of the, one of the recruitment or not recruitment, the, uh, regional directors, John Mark, who I want to have on the podcast very, very soon. Um, he, we had like a five minute conversation about scripture that rocked me. Um, he was telling me about how John one, like changed his life or the first chapter of John. Yeah. And it, it deals with this incarnation. Right. And I don't know if I just never understood it before or nobody ever told me, or maybe I just needed like to be in this, in that space at that time to really grasp it. But, um, I mean, what, what is the first chapter of John? It says in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. Like, and we, we read that and we're like, Oh, cool like jesus is the logo so like we chuck out these like terms that we might have heard before um but like do we really understand what that means like the the word being made flesh the word being made incarnate what does that mean what is that actually like and i had this really deep profound like experience with scripture from the way that like this conversation went down of like the when we I get stuck in this trap all the time of reading the Bible as if it's like the, just a historical text. Um, Mm -hmm. And that's something we talked about with father Harrison too, of like, this is just like things that happened and it's good for me to learn from them. And now I'm looking at scripture in a completely different way because it's, it's the, the words on the page and the things that I'm reading is God. And God is talking to me through those words that I'm reading because he's, he's there. It's not like he's in the book, like of some kind of like pagan sort of thing, but the, the word is God. The, like when you read the Bible, 
you are encountering the God that said, let there be light. You are encountering the second person of the Trinity that walked in the garden with Adam and Eve. You are encountering Jesus Christ, the word made flesh through the incarnation. And so often we read the the Old Testament, the New Testament, gospels, letters, whatever it is, as if it's just like, oh, these are things that happened. Or this is a nice, this is a nice prayer even, or this is a good poem or, um, you know, this, this is, is a this weird is, poem. I don't want to read it. Anymore. Right. This is a weird poem. I don't want to read it. Like this is, this is just a list of rules. This is whatever. But, but we don't have that, that incarnational mindset that you're talking about of like, we are literally like holding yeah. God in our hands and he's like giving that to us. And I'm just like, what? <laughs> I don't know what that means. I mean, it's, it's crazy and, that you bring up John one. Cause I was reflecting on John one this morning at mass mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because I accidentally went to the extraordinary forum today. I only ever <laughs> oh. go to the extraordinary forum on accent. I only Patrick's have a trad. Patrick's <laughs> a trad. And um, Pat, trad trick. Trad trick nev pat trad trad pat trad so um i don't know if you guys know this but the last gospel after uh the mass has ended uh, everyone stands oh, and it's and every time in every every like, we mass, don't do it anymore it's so sad every mass they uh, read john one john one and it, the reason why is because john one starts off the way that genesis does it's just uh, like when I I was reading it today, I was like, oh, oh my gosh! Like, sorry, I'm just shook. I'm laying down right now. Like, I'm <laughs> <laughs> can keep going. I'm listening. The incarnation is a new beginning. John just starts off just like in the beginning, and you're just like taken to this like black void of darkness and nothing. You're like, in the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life. The life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. He's reading it as like he's speaking it in in this like in this like past tense um, historical like like storytelling. He's like he's like yeah. he, it's like John walks on the stage, and he's like. Right. In this the is beginning. the intro. It's just and you and like the before like, the intro like, music comes in. It's like it's like when you're at the planetarium on your fourth grade school field trip, and the mm-hmm. guy walks on stage and he goes space, and then then all of a sudden the lights light up and there's stars. Where <laughs> it's like the final frontier. <laughs> <laughs> Every fourth grader, <laughs> never mind. But they all they all just wet start, themselves. Like, like, just, yeah, they, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Space is so big, but the word is bigger. And half the half the kids vomit to the side because they can't handle the the domed uh projection above them <laughs> they have vertigo or something yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but i mean i there's just so much to christ i've been in this christology class all semester and that's what i keep going back to is like there's so much about him that we're never gonna understand like i even there's so much that about him that Thomas Aquinas wrote about that I'm never going to understand. So let alone me understanding all of him. Like uh-huh. Thomas Aquinas writes stu- writes stuff and answers to questions like, did Christ save us by way of atonement? Did Christ save us by way of reparation? Um, ah. Like uh, I, those are two separate questions. I never thought about that before. Saint Thomas Aquinas, um, who killed Christ? Were they responsible? Did Christ uh, kill himself? Did was he responsible for his own death suicidally? Like. Oh, I never thought about that. Like, and so, and so Thomas Aquinas. Saint Thomas Aquinas, how much time do you have on your hands, son? Uh, more like Saint Thomas Aquinas. Uh, <laughs> uh, <clears throat> yeah, he's just he's just going on and on, and I'm just like, oh my gosh, please stop my brain. Um, but like, there there's so much to like the child Jesus. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Christ in since the beginning had three types of knowledge. He had the beatific vision, which is unmediated knowledge of who God is. He had infused knowledge of natural and supernatural things. And he also had acquired knowledge, which is something that we all have. Um, we only, we only get 33% of the knowledge Jesus had. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. That's, I mean, I'll take it, but I'll take it. But <laughs> I mean, if you want to put it that way, we, we <laughs> can also get infused knowledge and then eventually receive the beatific vision, but like yeah. infused knowledge is prophecy, right? So it's like, infused knowledge of natural or supernatural things so 
Christ, from the beginning of his conception, knew everything. <laughs> Which is just nuts. He knew. No, 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 no. No, it's not just that he, it's not even just that he knew what, um, like, the tallest mountain in the world was. Or, mm-hmm. like, he knew how to walk around Nazareth. It's just, like, he knew who you, who you are. Yeah, yeah. And, like, Ugh. he knew me. And... Oh, dude, that's crazy. And this little baby. Sorry, it's like, uh, (laughs) sometimes I pray. Sometimes I pray, too. (laughs) (laughs) Like, sometimes I reflect on the passion. Like, it's really easy to, like, think of an adult Jesus um, who is, like, going through the passion, death, and resurrection. It's like, oh, he's thinking of me as he's going through all of those things. But also, like, when he's 10 years old and, like, just doing chores, like, he's thinking of me you know and like doing it all for me and you and everybody listening also that child that's sweeping up the the floor is also maintaining the universe and holding it, it into existence. Right. It was just, just like, what? <laughs> like the, the the little the little kid that's lying oh. in in a, in a bed of grass is also maintaining the planets <laughs> he oh, moves gosh okay the two most significant moments of Christ's life, the incarnation and the, and the, and the death. Um, he commands a celestial movement. Mm-hmm. He moves the star and he eclipses the sun uh-huh. at the, at the cross. Um, it's just insane to think about this person. And I, I think I'm finally kind of coming to understand what it means to love Jesus as a person. Uh huh. Because I'm, sta- I'm, I'm, because I'm kind of, I'm kind of starting to see him in people. Okay. Well, you that's know? good. And I'm not, I'm not just saying that as like, oh, like I see, like I see Christ <laughs> in you. It's like, uh-huh. no, like I'm, I'm kind of starting to think of Jesus, like talk to him like I talk to you, mm-hmm. and like accept guidance from him like I accept guidance from my missionary partners Chris and Gordon in Houston. Like I'm just, what about me? I guide you. Yeah. <laughs> can I can I be in the can I be in the mix? I was just I was just choosing different adjectives to it's, describe it's, different people. It's, it's fine. fine. I if that's it's all fine. I am to use an adjective, that's okay. <laughs> and it, it's like it's crazy cuz that that same person that I can have a personal relationship with also moves the sky around. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. We we need to have more conversations about the incarnation. Mhm. Because each era of the church uh-huh it needs different ways of uncovering the mystery of Christ. Mm-hmm. And I think that um we want to our first instinct is to do what our forefathers have done, right? And so we look at we look at everything that St. Thomas Aquinas did, and we're like, okay, I need to write books on Jesus, right? It's like, all right, no, cool. I don't want some do of us do. <laughs> Pope 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 Benedict needed to write books on Jesus. Yeah, um, true. Some people don't. Most people don't. Um, please, most people don't write books about Jesus. Um, but everyone needs to have a conversation about the incarnation. I think actually, you know what? I scratch what I said. It's not even a, it's not even a generational thing. I think everybody before us had conversations about Jesus because a random peasant who lives in Assisi didn't read the writings of St. Thomas Aquinas. Um, mm-hmm. A random peasant in Tulsa, Oklahoma didn't read the writings of St. Thomas <laughs> a, a random peasant who lives in Steubenville, Ohio tried to read the St. Thomas Aquinas. And now is talking about it on a podcast. Um, actually, St. Thomas Aquinas is very uh, is very concise, and I've kind of st- I've started to finally get a hang of like how he writes. I'm like, okay, cool. You, Whenever he says a number, he's concise. He's, he's he's okay. Concise maybe wasn't the right word. He's very he's yeah. very uh, he's very deliberate in his language. Yeah, it's I, I've started. I found the secret to reading St. Thomas Aquinas is uh, every time he says a number, uh-huh. circle the number and underline the list. So he says like man can be redeemed in or man can be said to belong to God in two ways. One, by the fact that he is a creature, and two, and the fact that he belongs to God in charity. We lost our belonging to God the second way when we sinned, but never ceased to belong to him the first way. Right? That's really concise, you know? Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense, but it's like it's like jumbled up in all of this like translated English. So you're like, okay, I got to hunt for it. 
Um, and that's how I'm studying for my Christology final on Monday. Right of you. <laughs> uh, pray for me. Anyway. Um, hey, thank you for listening to this episode of The Crunch. Sorry to interrupt what I'm sure is a stimulating intellectual conversation, but I wanted to pause the episode real quick to let you hear from some of our sponsors. We will be back right after this. At Sleep Outfitters Outlet, great sleep is a big deal. Save 40 to 60% every day on every Sealy, Stearns & Foster, and Tempur-Pedic. Queens as low as 249 Customer exchanges, closeouts, and floor samples. Inventory changes daily, so come in for your dream deal today. With no credit needed financing, expert advice, and up to 60% off retail, it's never been easier to get the sleep and savings you deserve. Go to sleepoutfittersoutlet.com for financing details and to find a store near you. Some people take the straight path in life, but at Arizona State University, we respect your twists and turns. They make our online students more driven to excel in their professional lives. That's why our personalized suite of services empowers you with innovative resources and staff that sticks with you. Make your next turn with one of our 300-plus programs at ASU, number one in innovation for nine consecutive years. Visit us at asuonline.asu.edu to learn more. How long was Neil Armstrong actually on the moon? When did Europe start speaking English? Did Marco Polo really go to China? CuriosityStream is the streaming service for all things history, plus science, wildlife, and more. What's the real story behind the Mona Lisa? We've got that. What caused the collapse of Rome? We know. Where did we find mankind's earliest ancestor? Come find out. For the holidays, give the gift of curiosity with 25% off gift cards for your curious cohorts. It's holiday shopping season at curiositystream.com slash gift. Yeah, I want I want to have more conversations about the incarnation, and I want to listen to more music about Jesus being born because I love the incarnation. I my intention for Advent is to grow in devotion to the child Jesus because devotion to the child Jesus means that you're going to become more childlike, and it means that that and that means that you're probably going to get to heaven faster. And I really want to get to heaven faster. Is it bad that I have no desire to listen to more music about the incarnation of the of Jesus? No. Um Okay, good. Do you feel but, bad about it? No, I don't. It's hmm. It's just weird. It's like real- how cuz it's I mean, the the way to me for me it's like the the obvious answer is not music but it's just scripture and like reading the the infancy narrative um in Luke. You know, like that's to me, like what I want to focus on and pray with and like see where God is leading me like through that in this time, you know, not that I, not that music is bad or wrong, yeah. but I feel very drawn towards scripture specifically, like in this time, just because of this like new understanding of who God is and who, how he wants to communicate with me. Um, mm-hmm. Cause it, it, I, but yeah. It's insane to me that I'm I'm walking around here, 22 years old, and I'm like, ah, I read the Bible sometimes, but check out this uh, Saint Augustine fella. He's he really knows what he's talking about. And it's like, do you Ethan? Do you know what you're saying? Like, do you understand like, <laughs> what like what you're doing when you when you just don't read the Bible? And I don't know. That's what I want to call myself too. And it's what I'm trying to call like my guys here too, of like this renewed understanding of prayer, this renewed understanding of what it means to actually encounter Jesus in, in the Bible and like allow him to lead you in conversation and in our lives and not just like see it and read it and be like, Oh, he was a good guy. I should try to be a good guy. And it's over, you know? Yeah. It's like if the if the Lord if the universe can be sustained by this baby that's laying in a in a manger in a feeding trough um then it's like that we should not just operate on like normal parameters like this I don't know. I'm I'm just repeating what you're saying, but Well yeah, cuz I was talking to one of my coworkers and he just mentioned that he wasn't baptized. And so we just started talking about that. Um, and I was like, oh, you like, weren't like raised Christian at all. Like not just like baptized and left. He's like, no, I was just never baptized yet. Um, I like jokingly said, well, yeah, we can take care of that right now. (laughs) (laughs) 
and he was like, oh, after you become a priest, and I was like, oh, et cetera, et cetera, you don't need, I was like, I was just explaining that you don't need to be, um, you don't need to be a priest to baptize someone, and I was like, yeah, because, like, it's that, it's so important that we don't want to, like, limit people by their access to a I don't, priest. I don't need to be a priest to baptize you, so I'm going to need you to start dying right now so that I can, <laughs> so that I can do that. But I do need you to be in grave peril. I do need you to be so... in grave peril so that I can baptize uh... <laughs> you. Like, are you, are you down for this? Because I'm down. Um, <laughs> no, and I just meant he was like, he was like, what, what he was like, what are the requirements to be baptized? And I was like, well, step one, you need to be not baptized first. You need to not have been baptized before, because that is the matter required in the form and matter of the sacrament. Is are you mocking me right now? Are you no, mocking just, me right no, now? No, I just, I just learned this. Oh, okay. I mean, I didn't just learn it, but I just <laughs> talked about it the other day. Oh, that's cool. And I was like, well, you need faith in the Trinity that like God is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and that Jesus Christ is the Son of God and is both God and man. Um, he was like, "Oh, I, I don't, I don't believe it." And he, I was like, "Yeah, yeah, it's that. And you can't be baptized." And I was like, oh, dang it! Um, and he was like, kind of apologizing, like people usually like, do when they oh, talk about I'm how they're sorry. not Catholic. And he's like, "He's like, Dude, I'm sorry. Yeah. It just, I just like, I, I just don't think that he was God. And like, even if he was, and I was like, "What do you mean?" I was like, "Wait, wait, 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 wait. Hold on. Even if he was, even if he was, then what?" <laughs> Even if he was like, even if he was, I, even if he was, I I'm, I'm, I'm too settled in my life. But if what uh, you're saying, change. what you're saying is like, even if he was God. So what you're saying is there's like, okay, for argument's sake, let's pretend that Jesus Christ is God and man. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay. Just, okay. Just, just for, just for a fun conversation. Just for let's just, let's, let's just pretend. step outside ourselves and let's just, let's just pretend maybe Jesus was God. Let's, let's pretend that this did. specific person that lived 2000 years ago, whose name everyone knows was actually also the person, <laughs> the one God who created everything that surrounds us right now. Let's just suppose that for a second. Who spoke that, that you person, into existence. Let's pretend let's that that pretend. person, let's just pretend. Let's pretend that that God became a person, became a man who walked around in Palestine 2,000 years ago. Then what? What would you do? And he's like, I... I don't know. I'm like, well, you got to figure it out, dude, because what if it is true? Like, what if someday you find out that it's true? You're going to have to be like, well, now what? Now what am I supposed to do? Mm-hmm. And that that's 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 what we we're talking about with Father Harrison a couple weeks ago. It's like that's yeah. that moment of like, oh, well, now what is that? That that's where we operate. <laughs> and this I don't want to get too serious also, but there's been like some stuff happening in my life recently that's kind of like um made me realize that young people die and that it's not outside of the realm of possibility for like you or i to die tomorrow you know yeah it's not outside the realm of possibility for my students or someone on this campus or um, someone i encounter today to not be here tomorrow patient urgency seriously and so do we do we understand our faith in that light do we understand like the the reality of jesus being god in that light of i could not be here tomorrow and every single person i talk to today could not be here tomorrow like just because i'm 22 i'm fit i'm fresh i can squat um more than just the bar like that doesn't mean <laughs> that I'm safe until I'm, you know, 70, 80, 90 years old. And then it's a roll of the dice, you know. And then, yeah. So it, that's if it's like me struggling to have that correct mindset, then – and I'm a missionary. Like that's my my job to bring Jesus to people. Not my job. You know what I mean. Well, yeah. We talked about this several episodes ago. But um, it's when – we, when we start looking at it with that light, then the incarnation all of a sudden becomes a lot more real than this reality of like God was here. He walked around and he, he, he started a church and then through that church, he gave us faith in him and the scriptures. And we're just going to like walk, like walk around in our daily lives as if that's like not a big deal. Like, like, who, honestly, who am I to who am I to to tell uh, to tell Dakota over there? It's like, well, what what? It, so uh, suppose that Jesus Christ is God, right? So like, I I I come to that 
crossroads every day. It's like, okay, I believe and have staked pretty much my entire life on Jesus Christ being God. Right. Yep. Like that's pretty much, yep. that's pretty much in sentence. I'm, I'm all in on that one. I'm all in on that one. Right. And it's like, so now what? <laughs> that, <laughs> now what, now what should be like the, the motto of evangelization. Cause it's True. like, cause like we're whatever apologetics you want to throw to like, get someone to be like, okay, fine. Like you, you finally wear your friend down. You've thrown enough, like, You've thrown up the case Ugh. for Christ arguments, Adam, and yeah. you've gotten you've gotten him worn down. Like, okay, so the body wasn't stolen, et cetera, the resurrection happened. All right. Everything in the Bible is true. Now what? Because they're asking themselves that question the whole time. Mm-hmm. You know, it's And like, that's the question we should be asking ourselves every day. Yeah. Oh now what? You now know? What? Like I I woke up this morning, God sustained me for another day. Now what? I do not deserve that. And it's, it's, we don't. And like, that's not a question that we ask ourselves. It's a question we ask God of like, I wake up and I realize like, oh my gosh, existence. Like <laughs> I'm still, I'm still here. Oh my gosh. There's tangible stuff here. around me. Like I've never not, I've never known what it's like to not exist. Young and boy, so tell me that- what day is it? Why it's Christmas day. <laughs> Go buy the fattest goose in the store. It's Christmas. It's Christmas. <laughs> God bless us, tiny Tim. <laughs> Ethan runs down in his stocking cap and nightgown. He's like, no. the ghosts of Christmas past and present and future have shown me the way. Oh my uh, gosh. My, my teammate <laughs> to be like every morning be like stop waking me up shouting about gooses stop flipping quarters at young children passing by on the street they can't buy a goose with a coin <laughs> go buy the fattest goose oh, but where can I, oh. where do I even find a goose do I go do I go to Walmart where do I need to go oh <laughs> my god oh man I don't even know who you are sir <laughs> yelling at me. Yeah, from you're your totally house right. it's not it's not a question that we ask each other it's a question that we uh-huh. ask that, no it's a question that like god asked us and like we ask him it's like you have to ask him yeah yeah it's it's a com- that that the now what is a conversation between you and him and i was on a roll and you interrupted me with uh, this stupid goose bit <laughs> <laughs> so annoyed you know how it feels oh you know how it feels <laughs> i'm sorry i'm sorry i'm sorry that i interrupt you with bits all, all the time that's fine Makes the podcast good. It, well, uh, we'll see about that. Seek twenty nineteen. Um, so Seek twenty nineteen. Hashtag Seek partner. Hashtag. So anyway, to my point that I was on <laughs> of <laughs> now I don't even know what I was saying. I was so excited. You were talking about the now what question between you and God but, and waking up and realizing that you're still existing. So the question is now what. And if we wake up every day and the first thing we look to is Facebook to tell us now what or Twitter to tell us now what or Reddit to tell us now what, that's going to kind of shift our worldview. It's going to kind of shift what we choose to do and how we choose to fulfill that now what question, right? Mm -hmm. And so – and I I still struggle with this. is like getting up in the morning and asking God, now what? But instead, I, I hop on the phone. I check the text from last night. I check the, you know, the It's so, the easy. Old, it's so easy to just slide old, uh, down the notifications bar and be like, what did I miss? Right. What did I miss? What did I miss? And it's not, it's not what did you miss. It's what do you have? How is it's it possible like, that I missed anything in the eight hours that I'm supposed to be sleeping? Exactly. Like, you didn't miss. You were asleep. You didn't miss anything. You're still alive. You have, you have existence. Go, go and do something with it. Like I, I, I'm, I'm yelling at myself right now. God I didn't wake up, make you to look at your phone, Patrick. God didn't make us to, to, souls. to find, to find purpose or meaning in like what other people are doing or what other people are thinking. You are a Swiss army knife of salvation. Now act like it. You are uh, a salvation army knife. knife. Swiss, <laughs> Swiss nation. Ah. <laughs> <sighs> I don't know. I, I, I'm still trying to figure this out. I didn't even know I had these thoughts until we brought it up. Let's keep unpacking it. Let's keep going. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Because it all ties back to the incarnation, right? In, in one way or another. Like, this is this is why we bow it during the mass at the incarnation in the creed. Because 
it shapes everything. This is why we're supposed to bow at the name, mention of the name of Christ. It's why we're supposed to sign ourselves when we pass by a chapel or a church. It's because mm-hmm. therein lies the reason why we exist. Like, the greatest thing that has ever happened is that God became man. In O Holy Night, it's one of my favorite, like, more traditional uh, Christmas hymns. It's because... Um, long lay the world in sin and error pining till he appeared and the soul felt its worth. It's like we were just a bunch of sinners who could never achieve the friendship with God that we lost. And now one of us is God. <laughs> like there's Ethan, uh. there's Patrick, there's Teresa, there's so-and-so, there's Jesus, he's God, there's so-and-so, <laughs> there's like we're all the same nature, and one of us is God. <laughs> yeah. What? This isn't something that anybody, any pagan religion could have dreamed of. This isn't something mm-hmm. that someone could have invented. Like this, just the, the – the significance the like just metaphysically of what it means for god to hypostatically bind himself to a human nature like there people have argued about this and been heretics about this literally since the since beginning he did of it. the church yeah since he yeah. freaking did it um but yeah it's like it's like okay the only explanation everything that he said about himself all considered the only explanation is that jesus christ is one person <laughs> One person. He's not two people. He's not like the God and also bound himself to the man. Like, no, he's one person who has a divine nature, hypostatically united to his body and his soul and his body and his soul are joined and they're a human nature. And uh, Jesus Christ is the only instance of human nature. When body, soul were united in the womb, it didn't create a new person. Uh-huh. It was bound to a person who already existed before. Uh, uh, what? The, the, like the, they're, they're like, this is, this is a, a debate that was going on for a while. It's like every time a, a body and a soul are united, it creates a new person, right? Right. So then Jesus must be two persons. Right. But I mean, Thomas Aquinas' answer that. is, no, no, no. Well, so no. Peter Lombard answered, um, no, well, what happened was his soul and his body weren't united. He was hypostatically united to the soul and the body. But the problem with that is a body and soul that aren't united is a dead body. So that would make yeah. Jesus a zombie. The only time that's true is after he dies. His body is not separate, is not connected to his soul, but they're both connected to the word, right? Mm-hmm. So Thomas Aquinas' answer is, well, all this means is that Jesus Christ is the only time in human history that a person was not created by the joining of a body and a soul. Um, even, even on like the tiniest metaphysical level, the incarnation is, a, is astounding. Um, yeah. and no one could have, no one could have dreamt that. That's not mm-hmm. something that. And it's all there in John one. Yeah. Like literally, like he just lays it out for us. Like in the beginning was the word. And so it's like, Jesus wasn't created. He wasn't invented or he's not less than the father he's no he's not less he's but he's he's god and he it's oh it's just it freaks me out it doesn't freak me out it's like it's insane to think that like the father is there and and chooses to to create through the son through the second person of the Trinity, through the word, and also to redeem and save through the son, through the second person of the Trinity. And it's like, it's, it's this, it's this, I don't, it's this cute, like bookend sort of thing where like the word said, let there be light. And you know, all of these things. And there's the very beginning. And then there was the, there was Mary's fiat, which matches that. Let there be light is let it be done to me. Let there be light. She matches that invites him in. And, and then he, 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 the passion, death and resurrection happens and he attains for us the gift of salvation. And then, and now he, and he leaves us the advocate to help us. And it's like, I, these are all very basic things that like we understand and we know, 
but it's if you actually like think about it it's like why did god work in this way why the heck don't i think about this all the time why does it not consume every ounce of my being like aquinas says that the suffering and the passion of christ was seen as favorable to god on account of the extent of the suffering but that's not the furthest that Christ went. It, he, God also infinitely valued the life of Christ. Like that's why the sacrifice was so pleasing to God was because it was infinite. The life given was infinite. But even that wasn't as infinite as the love that Christ mm-hmm. offered himself with. Mm-hmm. And so Aquinas says that God saw the sacrifice as pleasing because of the love first, then the life of Christ, then the sacrifice like the suffering so it could be said that like the only thing greater than the incarnation is christ's love for us Mm -hmm. and 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 then the question is is like how how do we respond to that now what now what because if that's true and i think that it is that the that the the greatest thing is christ's love for us and we are walking around living life as if there are things more important than that. It's, it's like, even on a, on a small level, like if your your parents love you a lot and they do something for you and like, let's say you, you come home, it's your birthday. They throw this huge party. All your friends are there and all your favorite foods, like all this stuff. Um, everything you could ever want, like all, everything that makes you happy, even like on a non-materialistic level, like all the people are there that you want to be there. Um, like you just, you just, you would love it. And you just, you go in and you don't look at them and you walk up the stairs and you shut your door. It's like, that's what we do to Jesus every single day. <laughs> and like, can you imagine like it, to me, like even just describing that made up scenario, it's like, it puts a, it puts hurt on my heart because I would never want to do that to my parents. Right. Yeah. Or to all like, those people that came. Yeah. Or to all those people. Right. Because I know that they love me. Right. And I love them. But you don't. But like love proves itself by works. And so. That is the that is the the key. Right. For us in this moment. And, you know, whatever we do, whatever we choose to do with our lives, it's like we can walk around always kind of ignoring and like putting a blinder up to like the what Jesus has done right? The, the perfect fulfillment of everything that we could ever desire. And we can just go up to our room and shut the door and like live how we want to live. Or we can put down that blinder and we can look him in the eyes and say, thank you. And actually like join the party and like be with him. And that has, it's like a, not a perfect analogy. Like obviously the, the, the parties in heaven and, and all the resurrected bodies and all that stuff, but like we can live that now, right? We can re- live that relationship with Jesus. Now we can respond to his love now or we can just keep we can just keep our heads down and keep going because we'd rather check our phones <laughs> or uh you know go to the bars or uh whatever whatever it is that we're doing like watch Netflix play video games gossip girl gossip girl if you uh, want to watch some mid 2000s television or pray which do you do <laughs> Drake and Josh please oh man I don't know anything (laughs) (laughs) but I do know this it's all it's all gone everything's every time I get on the podcast I'm like this will be a normal episode that's not gonna change (laughs) anything and then it's like the Holy Spirit comes in it's like and then we're just like oh gosh we don't even have to coordinate episode topics anymore no, it's great. I think as we grow in prayer and in relationship with Jesus, it gets easier to to just roll up and just start talking. <laughs> just uh, turns like, out, turns out, praying makes your life easier. What? Who would have thought? Not easier, but you know, it makes the suffering easier. And well, this podcast I, is I don't know about that. <laughs> it it makes it makes it easier to see an end to the suffering. But I don't. I don't know if it doesn't make the suffering easier. This may have been because of the whole beatific vision thing. Uh huh. But something else about Christ is that um, he on the cross suffered infinite pain 
uh-huh. because of the horror that was being committed against such an infinite good. But he right. also experienced an infinite joy because he saw the end to which this suffering was pointed. And that's that's not just in a figurative sense or like a theoretical sense. He saw the Blessed Virgin Mary the whole time. He saw what his passion was going to achieve, right? He saw that the fruit of the passion, one of the fruits was the Immaculate Conception, which is coincidentally the feast that we're celebrating on the recording of this podcast. Um, crazy how that works. Yeah, crazy. So... Yeah, I don't know how Mary ties into all of this incarnation stuff, but she does, I'm sure. She does, absolutely. If anybody <laughs> could figure it out, it's you. But that's I mean the fact that the fact that she was the, you know, the the mother of God has a lot mm-hmm. to do with the incarnation. I mean, I think that's just a step too far. <laughs> um Wow. Yeah, uh seek. Um <laughs> follow us on twitter uh, uh yeah it's instagram whatever, whatever. Uh, i don't i don't i literally don't care like I, I don't care if you follow me on twitter i don't care if you email us if you want I, I i got an email from someone a, a, a couple days ago and that interaction was worth so much more than you following me on twitter so if you want to talk to exactly. me email me patrick at the com. Ethan at the crunch chest. Such a great conversation. Shout out person. (laughs) I do not care about Twitter. I do not care about our numbers on the podcast. I do not care about anything. (laughs) Except the life, death, and resurrection of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. But I do like if you want to talk, if you want to chat, let me know. Like I got I got the most amazing email this week, Patrick. Like the oh my gosh, I cannot describe it to you i'll tell you after the show like all the intricacies of perfect this but um but you uh, hopefully you know who you are if you sent me this email and i i am just so freaking jazzed like it i'm i don't want to cry on the podcast but like That's my job the i know it is and <laughs> i i don't want to be famous i don't want to have a famous podcast i don't want to have a anything i don't want people to recognize me at seek i don't want any of that i don't care about any of that I care that people are encountering Jesus through the stuff that we're talking about. I care that people are coming to know this stuff, right? This, the incarnation, the, the passion, death and resurrection, like what that means for them and like how they can have a deeper relationship with him through what we talk about. That's the only thing that I care about. I do not care that we're recording live at seek. I do not care that we get speaking gigs. I do not care that uh, Matt Frad referenced us on his podcast like it's fun to joke about those things like tell them to people and like all this stuff but i genuinely have no interest in them the only thing that matters i'm probably gonna forget all about them when i'm in exactly in the beatific vision right like none of it's gonna matter none of it's gonna matter when we're dead and the only thing that's gonna matter is that the people that are listening to this and you and me are going to be united in christ after we die that's the only thing so jazzed and so whatever like burn it all like it's all straw burn like, the it's all it's it's all dung everything but Just, we love you we do love you like is this not a diss on our listeners this is a i don't care about anything except <laughs> you and like our relationship with jesus and just read scripture please and pray and unite your will to the lord's and follow him because it's going to change everything for the better and it might be hard but that's good because there's not enough things in our lives that are hard right now because satan wants everything to be easy and we fall into that every day just just pray please just go to god and just say i want to know you more and i want to love you more and he will give you he'll he'll give that to you it could be ways to do it you just have to trust him and look for it and get out of your own head and get out of your own life and yeah all that stuff i don't have any jokes sorry mm. i'm <laughs> <laughs> i'm i'm wiped i need i'm i'm done amen Badger, do you have anything else for the people and now let us stop talking and pray to God that we may take into our hearts the things about which we have spoken. Amen. 
Thank you all for listening. Please pray for us. We'll be praying for you, and we'll see you next week. ¿Por qué conformarte con una conexión de Internet para tu hogar que compartes con usuarios de celular? Especialmente si esto puede causar que tu conexión sea lenta durante horas de mayor congestión. Mejor cámbiate a Cox Internet y obtén velocidades de descarga dos veces más rápidas que Internet 5G residencial de T-Mobile durante horas pico. Visita cox.com diagonal 5G en casa para conocer más. T-Mobile prioriza a ciertos usuarios de T-Mobile sobre usuarios de Internet residencial durante horas de congestión.